0: Hey, this is Daniel Heafy and you're listening to Creatively Me. Bringing together talent from the world of film, literature, design, fashion, photography, music and so much more, Creatively Me serves not just to explore the pleasures and experiences of being a creative mind, but also as an examination of the need for creative expression and the impact it has on our well-being. I'm Daniel Heafy, I'll be your host and for whatever it is you are passionate about, Creatively Me is your one-stop space for all things art and entertainment. Joining me on today's episode of Creatively Me is Irish comic book artist Will Sliney. After graduating from multimedia at Cork's Institute of Technology, the same course that I graduated from, Will's career has gone from strength to strength as he has applied his range of artistic skills to some of the biggest franchises in the world. He is the co-creator of the Star Wars character Ren, and has written and illustrated the graphic novel Celtic Warrior The Legend of Cú He is perhaps best known for his work with Marvel Comics, particularly his many issues chronicling the adventures of everyone's favourite web-slinger. More recently, Will has used his skills to influence a new generation of artists, with appearances in Ortiz's homeschool hub during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, and also with his own shows, Draw with Will and Will Slyney's Storytellers. He'll be chatting today about his relationship with the beloved properties that he's become professionally involved in. He'll discuss his early love for art and comic books, his path to making a career for himself within the industry, and then transitioning from the page to the TV screen. Furthermore, through our conversations, Will will be giving an insight into what it's like being a creator from a young age and the ambition and self-belief needed to pursue your artistic dreams. I couldn't be more excited to discuss all of that, plus all things Marvel and Star Wars, with my newest guest, Will Sliney. Will Sliney, welcome to Creatively Me.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: And and this, you know, it actually, it's funny, this actually feels full circle for me in a way, because I'm not sure Do you know this, but I attended one of your talks in what was known as CIT, is now MTU. Oh, wow. Um, back, back in, yeah, I want to say 2015, maybe I was still in secondary school, oh wow yeah i was it was at a time where i was you know deciding whether or not i wanted to do what was known as multimedia is now created digital media yeah Um, and i did and you know it it made a a big impact on me i think because i had no aspirations to be a a comic book artist i still don't don't have that 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 skill but it was the first time really i kind of heard from someone that was making a, a a career making a living doing things that they felt passionate about and that was also involved in in creativity because when I was in when I was in secondary school I never really felt like I had that that sort of uh, voice you know all the subjects that were kind of given importance you know maths business science They weren't anything I was a interested in or or b good in. you know I was really interested in interested in acting filmmaking writing creative writing that sort of thing so it was really nice to, to to hear from someone that was making a a career out of something that they felt genuinely creatively passionate about um so yeah. what, was that was that the case for you when you were in school did you feel that um what you were interested in and the the creativeness or the creative side to your personality was ever really seen or recognized while you were while you were in primary or secondary school
1: well honestly it, like it's one of the the main reasons why uh, I think it's important for for someone like me or who or whoever that that works in the industry to to talk about what you do because it was exactly the same for me. Like I didn't even understand that these kind of jobs were out there. if If I even had an idea of the job, I wouldn't have even known where to start to even look like I wanted to be involved in video games or making movies and all this kind of stuff and of course comics and there was just no access to anyone that did it so that's exactly the reason why like i I will do like talks in colleges or essentially now like the best way for me to do it is to like put on comic cons and kind of get like a catch for all or anyone can come along and meet me or meet other people that are working in my kind of an industry uh and thankfully i think now like you know you like i used to be finding out little bits of information on let's say message boards or something like this but like with the growth of like podcasts like this or you know youtube and stuff like that like they, it it's getting i guess easier and easier for people to understand that there are these creative jobs out there um and while we come from a, a system inside in school that it was of course built on you know engineers and doctors and nursing or what whatever it might be there's more traditional paths uh thankfully now we can kind of look outside of what's just around us and see what's around the world and the, the more uh you know the more information that's out there for young people to see that these are kind of you know cool jobs the better
0: definitely yeah you know and it's interesting you say that because i i do think if you are a young person and you are creative and you're in an environment that doesn't necessarily benefit or or kind of expand your 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 creativeness i think it is it does kind of you know, it affects your 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 well being almost and your self esteem because if, if you're kind of in an environment where you know things like you know math, science, and things like that are given priority and you're not good at them, you can kind of feel like a bit of a an outcast. It's almost like I felt anyway. Some of the mm. skills um, and things that interested me, if they weren't useful in school, then they just weren't weren't useful. Um, yeah, it was kind of only until I I reached college that I was just like, oh, the things that might have made me feel different or the things that. Um, I was interested in that weren't I guess considered the norm were actually my my biggest strengths was it until you until you reached college that you really felt like that too or was there was there a certain stage when you were like you know what maybe I can use what I'm passionate about and go out into the world and do something with it
1: yeah honestly the the joke that I always say to my friends who who look my good friends even back in secondary school like I used even when it came to to liking comic books which is has been my career for such a long time now I used to, like sneak off at lunchtime buy the magazine like it was some sort of contraband and hide it inside <laughs> my coat pocket for fear of my friends finding out that I was like a closeted nerd essentially yeah. um and uh like they obviously they all know so much about it now like it's like you know front and center that like that's my job and that's my career and that's everything that I do uh, and they're very very supportive of them but i didn't understand that back then like you know and i didn't uh when it came to uh, less so in terms of the 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 jobs i th- i think i even was even probably a step further back that i just ha- just had it in my head that like okay i like doing this stuff but there is no job for it so tough luck what can you do you know i just didn't even understand that it was a possibility but i went to a a career guidance counselor externally from the school my parents sent me to one because i was you know um i think they they realized that like i didn't necessarily want to do the things that i was about to put down on my my cao um you know to choose which course i was going to do inside in college and when i did the it was essentially a multiple choice questionnaire uh, every, like the 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 lady that was running the 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 that course that career guidance you know counseling Whatever you would call it, you know, she examining me, like she said, everything that I'm doing is screaming creative. I absolutely have to do something like that, or I will just go mad. Uh, And it was probably a kind of a a freeing thing to realize, like, you know, oh, okay, well, look, I don't have to do engineering. Uh, Like I always as well say that, like, I thought I wanted to design Formula One cars. So I would do some sort of engineering work on aerodynamics when I really realized that. It actually was drawing the pictures of the Formula One cars, what I enjoyed the most. It wasn't necessarily the designing of them. Uh, And thankfully, the course was there um, to to facilitate that. and, And, you know, what's now Creative Digital Media, by then, like, you know, I was probably, you know, it's very wide and varied and you try everything. And there were certainly lots of things that I realized I didn't like, you know, even when it goes to something that's creative, but that's just as important as you know doing the stuff that you do like because it's good to kind of to try things realize some things that you don't like get rid of them and start to really you know figure out what it is that you do like and i think when when i was in college then it, it drastically changed i started to find out about these kind of jobs i started to realize it was okay to go for them and then one of the most important things I think I figured out was that, you know, it, this is down to me now and to nobody else. And it, I've got to take this on. There's there's nobody ahead of me that's that's really done comic books in Ireland that I can kind of really go to for advice. So I just got to go off and figure out how to do it myself. And and uh, luckily it worked out in the end. That's such an amazing thing. You know, if you don't have your
0: own influence or your own inspiration to look up to, I think sometimes you do kind of have to to pave the path yourself and kind of be your own inspiration and you know it's interesting you're talking about your i guess peer reaction and things like that because especially when you're young you know i think people you know kids and into their teens they can be quick to judge you know i guess you're saying maybe reading comics wasn't the the coolest (laughs) thing and i was and still am super into acting and, and things like that so when i was you know 14 15 16 and i wanted to be in musicals, instead of you know mm. on the pitch, that definitely wasn't definitely yeah. wasn't the most popular decision either. Um, but I imagine like you have to be very strong-willed to kind of persist, and you know even if things aren't considered necessarily cool when when you're that age, you you do yeah. have to have this sort of inner strength to to continue. There has to be something inside of you, I suppose, that's like no, this is what I this is what I feel passionate about, and, and this is what I, I I want to do. Where do you think that sort of I guess inner determination came from, especially, as you said, when, you know, things you're interested in aren't necessarily mm. considered plausible or, you know, you can mention a career you want and people will consider it, I guess, unrealistic.
1: Yeah, look, I guess it's quite simple in that I just loved doing it. Like I like it, it's what I would do for for fun when I was at home by myself. I would, you know, start drawing. I would either be reading comics or drawing comics and I was just absolutely in love with the medium. And it was just as simple as that. It's what I was always doing. So I was able to thankfully kind of build everything around it, you know, like in um, like the ha- very handy thing about comics is that like for your portfolio, all you need is five pages of artwork and people, because it's such a visual medium, people can kind of see that and realize what level you're at and realize if you're good enough to be hired or whatever it is. So I was basically work on these kind of five page cycles, put together five pages of a portfolio and like do whatever I could, which was like working in jobs or taking out loans to go to whatever convention that I would find out that, you know, talent managers or editors from certain uh, companies were. And now they're all over the world, which is one of the, the luckiest things about it. But back then, and of course you can, you can get discovered online now, but back then it was basically flying over to San Diego once a year. And then Thankfully, New York Comic Con became bigger a bigger thing, so like I didn't have to go as far, <laughs> and it wasn't as expensive an airfare really. Um, to to get over there, and every every kind of few months, I would always have some sort of a Comic Con to work up to, and I would always basically build my five pages around it. So, um, it seemed quite simple for me to do. You know what you're asking. It was like work five pages at a time. Something that I really really loved, and. I was even talking to uh, an old teacher of mine. Um, you know, she was my art teacher back in secondary school. I met her recently. Uh, and whereas I thought I was, you know, quite nervous and shy about it, she was like, God, no, I wasn't. I was, you know, when 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 I would ask, when she would ask me what I wanted to do, I would basically look her straight in the eye and say, I'm going to draw comics for Marvel. I'm going to draw. I don't even remember having that kind of a uh, uh, focus, I guess, um, at that age. But it, it it was there. And it it just just came from... You know i really enjoyed it so i was going to do it and if it was just a hobby it's just a hobby i would stay doing it if it ends up being a job then great well it's
0: amazing i mean it, it, it's really inspiring to to hear it kind of goes back to that <laughs> old phrase i mean if you if you love if you love what you do it never really feels like you're going to work a day in your life and that's sort of a, a mentality yeah. i've tried to to keep in mind as i kind of constantly pursue the things that i'm yeah interested in um i just love to know as a as a fellow um student of the same course like how did you find i keep calling it digital media but yeah. i know you would have known it as as multimedia how did you yeah. find it? because it's such a i guess for people who don't know the the course it's, it's such a broad yeah course there's so many avenues you can go down i felt like for me at the start it was almost overwhelming because there was so yeah. much going on but then i felt as the years went by and i got into my second third fourth year i really kind of honed in and kind of found my my niche and in, in, in what I love, was it a similar yeah. experience for you? How did you how did you find it?
1: Yeah, very true. Um, you know, I, I started to to really realize we had like a, a an illustration class in second year and that was, you know, so far and above the thing that I enjoyed the most. So I knew that that was a thing that I like. But I did also like, you know, filmmaking, you know, editing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's been very interesting. I knew I didn't want to program essentially was what came out of it. I, I wasn't oh, interested in the programming program. Side, but that, yeah, but that's that's fair enough. You know, and it's like, I know a lot of people that have gone on from multimedia and have gone down that route, you know, like it's there for you to kind of, it's exact, that's the exact reason all that stuff is there. It's there for you to kind of figure out stuff that you like. Uh, I like, I like 3D modeling, I like the animation, all that stuff. And what's been kind of interesting about it has been um, the, ver- the, 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 i guess the wide variety of the course because like i can kind of compare myself to to other you know comic book artists from ireland that would have the same that are at the same level of me they're at marvel and dc um but the the training that i got in that course massively came back uh, to help me over the last few years when i switched over like all of a sudden without even planning it into you know, making TV shows. And all of a sudden I'm editing in premiere, I'm I'm animating, I'm doing, you know, right now I'm building 3D models for 3D animation, like uh, loads of After Effects, all that stuff has come flying back in, even like audio editing, everything like that. Like, it's almost like I, I've had to, all, all of the stuff that I've learned has really kind of paid me back, uh, honestly, out of nowhere, essentially 15 years later after I did the course, which is, which is crazy but um uh yeah yeah so i guess lucky for that for that now i never expected that to happen like i i was like illustrations the way i want to go i'm going to go for it but it really really has um served me well to have that kind of to, to essentially to be able to kind of diversify the kind of stuff that i'm doing not just always be doing comics as much as i love it uh it's fun to kind of to to learn other types of you know ways of creating and telling stories now I thought when I came
0: away from the course, like video production was the aspect that I absolutely fell in love with. But I think mm. as as time has, has gone on, there's been so many little things that I've, I've picked up on and do uh, almost like a habit that have just come from the course. Even things like how I organize the files and the folders on my on my laptop <laughs> are just so so ingrained in me from the we,
1: we were never taught that one i could have done with a bit of that definitely <laughs> so. yeah no i didn't always
0: adopt it while i was in college but i think as i've gotten older i've realized <laughs> i realized the importance of it definitely. i think the only thing is the the computer coding i think the ptsd has, has stayed with me <laughs> on that that was the one area that i just never yeah. never grasped and i have the most yeah but that's everyone yeah
1: absolutely yeah i totally understand
0: so you have this you have this passion for comic book art going into college how do you make the how did you make the transition between going from a college student graduating and then working with companies like marvel and and being involved in star wars can you kind of talk Hmm. us through that transition and and how you kind of got your start working with those big names
1: yeah it was a it was a long journey um it, it was a kind of a weird time in that like When we came out of college, there was this massive recession um, uh, and it was a recession that really hit like the building industry and all that stuff. So, you know, um, a lot of my friends who would have been engineers or whatever it might be, like all all of a sudden we're like out of work and we're going to be out of work for years uh, and, as strange as it sounds, I think mentally that made it okay for me to be working in a job where I was barely getting paid anything for such a long time because that's the way it starts when you're working in comics. you are not at a level to be able to work for Marvel. You're not at a level to be like, you know, you know doing well out of it. You've got to you, there's still a lot of training and a lot of learning to do. Uh, and that's what I did. i I just, you know kept making those portfolios, kept going to conventions, and then I slowly started to break into the industry. I actually got my, my first paid comic was for an an Irish company. There's um a subsidy comics or a comic book store. They hired me to do um two issues, which was amazing. And I was doing those while I was working on, on my free time, essentially while I was working uh at it, doing kind of illustrations and three D designs for an e learning company. Uh, and then it just kind of went from there. I was given a, a full time job at an English company, and when I when I got that. I essentially got a visa to move to canada um to be as close to marvel as i possibly could without having to you know i I wouldn't have been able to get a a visa for the states at that time so I kind of you know i also had a a traveling bug as well like i really wanted to see a bit of the world so i went over there Uh, i'd pop down to new york whenever i could and started getting quite friendly with some of the people that worked at dc comics and marvel um, you know going going to conventions was certainly easier when I was over there so I would go to more conventions and kept showing my work uh, and then I kept kind of climbing that ladder of publishers and the, 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 the higher profile job you get the more you're seen by more people and then you know as my tw- as I went further on through my 20s that's when Marvel you know I started I knew I was getting close they were telling me even like you know we like your stuff it's not quite there yet but it almost is and they were kind of giving me these sample pages to 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 do things for them, and then my my lucky break actually came at a, a convention called Dice up in Dublin, um, where the talent manager at the time, he's now the editor in chief of Marvel, CB Sapolsky, was there. He knew my work, and he he I you know I brought up my latest version of my portfolio, expecting another kind of critique, you know, work on this, work on that, or whatever, because i have been so used to that over the years. And he was like, "Yep, we think you're ready. Um, I think I know a book for you." And I was like in total shock. Um, and I started finding out from other people at the show that he was telling them about my work and that he thinks he has this pro- perfect project for me. Uh, and that by the next week, I was over at New York signing the contract. And normally, when people start with Marvel, like you might be given like a, a backup issue or like a little backup story in a book, but I was put straight onto. Uh, a big launch, relaunch of one of their biggest books, which is the Defenders, um, uh, and it just was this whirlwind. And essentially, I've been working with them pretty much ever since. Like it was one year of Defenders, and then I got a, another massive jump up when you know I was. Uh, I can say this now because the editor has said it on a podcast. Like they were really uh, uh, an artist had to pull out of a Spider Man issue there was two weeks until the deadline. Normally you'd have four or five weeks to do an issue. Like two weeks is incredibly short. And they're like, look, Will, you keep on saying you love Spider-Man. Do you want to try doing this? Uh, And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Drew, the issue went really well. And they basically, the Spider-Man team were like, right, we want to give you your own Spider-Man book. And it just went from there and kept on kind of going. And it was, five years on Spider-Man, then like when you're inside Marvel, it's there's like all these different offices and you will have the the Spider-Man office, the Avengers office, the X-Men office, whatever it might be. And uh, there's the Star Wars office. And after so many years, the, the Star Wars team came in and they're like, we want to steal Will over to us. And I was a massive Star Wars fan as well. And literally like in front of the screen, you can probably, apologies, you can hear like the, ten pa- the pen tapping every little once in a while. I'm on a big Star Wars deadline at the moment working on the unannounced uh, Star Wars project right now so it's 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 been brilliant you know these are all these kind of franchises that, that I've that i loved to to draw so much and uh, long may it continue yeah god like it must have been such a exciting time
0: like it's such a such pinch oh, an yeah. moment and I guess yeah. that it kind of speaks for all creative industries like you know you were saying you did so much traveling and then you got your break in dublin i mean you never i guess you never know in any sort of creative industry where the where the break is going to come from and it probably probably yep. hits you when, when you least expect it and you know you mentioned that you were a star wars fan and and these you know you always wanted to draw spider-man like how big a role did those properties play especially in childhood in your in your life like how what was your oh, memories of them like how yeah how prevalent were they for you
1: uh huge uh never thought i'd be involved with them that's that's why it's still such a a kind of a pinch me moment when you're kind of brought behind the curtain for all this kind of stuff you know um uh it just you know star wars i think star wars and comic books are just a, a playground for creativity like what i love about star wars is like they very quickly and smartly like made it this like sandbox for everyone to play in they're like you know you go and you make your Star Wars fan film, and that's absolutely okay. We love that and we support that. Uh, where we have this, it's not just this this story, it's this huge expanded universe of stuff. So whatever you dream up in your head, you know, that could absolutely be a Star Wars story. Um, so as a kid, when you kind of realize that, you know, what might have started with playing with the action figures and making your own stories quickly turned into me to you know coming up with these ideas and drawing these different ideas and drawing these different characters all of the time and obviously going to see um the movies as the the new ones came out as well and just i like i've always loved loved them and whatever it would have been whether it was he-man just <laughs> giving away my age or turtles or um ghostbusters you know all of this stuff like it's just pure creativity like my my actual my favorite story in comics, my favorite kinda of, in terms of creators is is that it, it's turtles, you know, it's it was two creators who went off to San Diego Comic Con with this crazy idea and they were hoping to make back like the five hundred dollars they spent on printing the comic book and all of us that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, you know, like it's you you never know where these things go and it's just fab.
0: It's just in- incredible. I mean like I I was such a Spider-Man kid as well mm. when I was young. Spider-Man and Harry Potter were my like <laughs> two big time i think if you actually look at my family photo album i either have a spider-man mask or some sort of a marker go. at least to form the shape of <laughs>
1: yeah and the it's shape of glasses. like it's it's bigger now than it ever has been like you know i don't think any kid escapes spider-man now like which is am- amazing to see like i keep seeing like like kids playing with jigsaws of these characters that i would have worked on and it's just like bonkers you know so it's cool yeah
0: absolutely and what because I'm releasing my my first book this year, and it's amazing. It's it's, what I've always said about the book is that it's it's a fantasy novel it's aimed at younger readers, and it's the type of book that I would have loved to have read when I was ten years old. And I guess it's it's sort of similar for you. You're kind of playing in the sandbox of your exactly of your childhood. I mean, what sort of benefits do you think that gives you? To your own well-being because for 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 me personally like when i was when i was writing my own book and working my own projects like kind of going back to the things that i loved when i was younger the elements of storytelling that that really yeah. interested in me for the young age like it was such a it was such a really special and almost grounding experience in, in, in a way do you still yeah. do you still feel that when you're working on on spider-man and star wars yeah. These years later
1: yeah definitely and it's it you're kind of tapping into something that i that i believe that's kind of i i would have an opposite belief of a way of even training and teaching than than other people like you know when it comes to like you know people drawing let's say fan art or drawing pictures of their favorite characters and like i i think by doing that you're you're keeping that massive excitement that you have to draw and i i, I don't necessarily especially for younger let's say artists to to go off and to to go in you know work on like life drawing classes or whatever draw the things that you really enjoy and then that turns into exactly what you're talking about is you're you're now telling stories in that style of of things that you really really enjoy so whereas you know if let you know you 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 read you like these type of books you've got such a nostalgic tie and that's the stuff that really excites you so absolutely that should be the the stuff that you always do like you know there's no points going off and you know uh, writing a a spy novel if you even if that's popular if you don't like that because you wouldn't you wouldn't have the motivation to do it in the, in the same way um it's like genuinely like i'm working on something right now like a, a type of teaching that like the whole point of it is to to plug directly into that that excitement and that feeling that you get because it's the it is by far and away the most powerful reason and motivator for people to learn because the, it's it's your learning based on enjoyment you know and obviously all of those fundamentals and everything like that are important but there are ways to to sneak that stuff in there at the same time as keeping it as exciting as possible so
0: I guess the the main difference is you know it, my inspiration I'm kind of taking elements from different stories that I've, I've learned over time but I'm I'm kind of crafting a story that's still my own but when you're working mm. with property that's as beloved as spider-man marvel star wars you almost know immediately that there's going to be a fandom there's going to be um an yeah. interest there from the get-go is that how much pressure is that because we know the fans of these properties can be extremely you know devoted and extremely yeah. loud about what they like and what they don't like i mean what's what's it like kind of working in that pressure
1: yeah. No. yeah like that's definitely there um like i've been very lucky that people tend to be like f- very positive about the stuff that i've worked on like like probably the 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 biggest thing i've worked on in terms of that would have been uh the rise of kylo ren which basically is, is a book that tells the story of how ben solo becomes kylo ren and like like the, the second I was announced on that book, I was like, "Wow!" I didn't realize the the fan level of fandom that's there for Adam Driver as color, Like it's as color, and it's it's nuts. Like it's huge. Absolutely. Um, and funnily enough, um, like the the other thing that I really worked on for for ages was Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and like I almost like sense the same thing now since the new movie, um, since Spider Verse, but 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 massively for this, and and we were telling a story. That was huge like it's, it's it's essentially it's the whole story from that moment in the movie when you see even before the movie when you see like luke going after young ben solo or whatever to to who he becomes at, at the start of the 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 first of the the trilogy that trilogy you know and it it, it was really tied in with the team that are making the movie it was really really important story to tell and that could have been one that where we got a massive backlash but it wasn't it's just it's been purely positive, which has been great. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, I've been very, very lucky that way. I haven't experienced the the other side of it. I'm, now I'm like, I, I do think like in terms of like with reviews that you, I might've gotten over years or whatever it might be in, I guess, internet culture. Like, like I've always prepped myself to have a thick skin in case of anything like that. Because at the end of the day, um that's just the internet and if there was ever something on it that i didn't like i'd just go outside and take a walk and all of that stuff just massively disappears uh but then that that's easy to say when i haven't i guess been you know um focused on or anything like that yet you know so but uh and also then like like even even like when you go to to conventions and you meet people in person and stuff like that like i remember um you know like kind of worrying about that like and what would have been like and you when when it's person to person when it's when you're meeting people it's all just like very very nice very positive experiences and i I genuinely love going to them now for that reason and i think that's what's so important about a lot of these entertainment
0: franchises star wars marvel harry potter i think the in recent years you know the the love for them has kind of even gone beyond the the books or the films there's just such a sense of community Mm. surrounding these these franchises and you know I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so when I meet mm-hmm. another Harry Potter fan, it's just like an instant kind of connection, and we can kind of talk in in references and quotes and things like that. I mean, there's there's really yeah. just something there's just something special about it. So yeah. like working in that in that industry just must be must be so joyous at, at the best of times I can imagine.
1: Like that but, was actually even what it was like for me meeting other comic book artists when I hadn't yeah, exactly. done that. You know, like when you think of it in terms of bring, bringing it back to work, uh, all of a sudden like that was it like i'm not going to be having a conversation down the pub here in ballycotton about different inking techniques you know and like it was great to start getting getting that side of things it it really really was and i think that was like one of the the nicest and exciting parts about the start of of the of me kind of getting into the industry and kind of an industry really forming here in ireland and like a lot of my friends like i have like big groups of, of comic book artist friends now like you know and that's the kind of stuff that we would talk about you know which is great
0: Absolutely. I think we should start a petition to start getting these conversations into our into our pubs. It would be. (laughs) I'll start a petition just after this. Um, And I'd love to know, like, I mean, I was going to ask you, what's the average day when you're working on a a comic book? Like the tools you would use. But is is there even an an average day? Because I know now when you work in in television and things like that, imagine every day must be must be pretty different
1: yeah i i separate them out um like i try to go through um you know whatever it might be like it, uh, like i'm working on a comic right now and like i i'm lining up in my head uh, like when this is over it would be the perfect time to like do a, a new season of a show or whatever it might be uh because it i think like it, you kind of build these flows and you get these flows and you're flying along and even that little bit of like you know opening up after effects after two weeks away would take about two or three hours of going what was i doing you know um how 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 was i achieving these effects or whatever it is so comics is very much comics is very much i have my script get my deadline lay out all of the the pages and then go through it page by page um and it's nice clean and simple and i've certainly come to appreciate that after moving into the shows about like how you know it's just me and the page in front of me and i'll draw it and you know, I usually send in the pages in batches of ten to to Marvel or to Charles if I'm working on the Strutter College stuff, uh, and we can They might be a few little notes, and you go back and you fix them, and that's done. Whereas the TV stuff is just like, yeah, like you said, it's a it's a total different kettle of fish, and um, I take on a lot of the 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 work myself. You know, like I'm doing a lot of the animating, like even like I often do like the first pass of editing or or the After Effects or whatever it might be, even some of the filming, some of the lighting, and and then not to mention the the, the stuff when you're in the studio, essentially uh, acting is the wrong word when it comes to stuff that I do for it. But, you know, that kind of stuff, like, you know, um, uh, it's been bonkers. Like if you told me I'd be in a recording voice lines with Ashley B in a couple of years, I would have laughed at you. But that's the kind of, that can be a, a day for me now, like, you know, or whoever it might be. It's just... It's just nuts and it's it's been an, a total whirlwind like we like all of this started essentially about three years ago and uh like we've done over 100 episodes of tv in that time and it's just been like go 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 you know make the stuff the best you possibly can we're trying to make these shows that are very very different to anything else that's out there and yeah it's been it's been crazy so yeah i couldn't even begin to to even comprehend like a, a typical day because it just flies along so much all yeah, the time but i
0: i guess that that must be what makes it exciting as well as well you know i know a lot of people like structure to a certain extent but i i, I agree i mean like i do love part of creativity They i love the most is that no two days are the same there's always new challenges or, or new things you have to do and I imagine when it comes to things like either you know storytellers or, or draw with will or whatever it is there must have been a huge or was there an adjustment period because i guess when you're doing yeah. comic book art you're kind of you're you're almost working behind the art but when you're on television you're putting yourself first yeah. and foremost your your personality almost kind of stands side by side yeah. with your with your <laughs> art was that a was that a new muscle you had to learn or was it something
1: you just felt oh really god good? definitely yeah absolutely like I like I didn't know what I was doing like you might as well have asked me to open up a restaurant like it was this total (laughs) new experience like even like the and like it happened at such a strange time because like like all of a sudden you know like 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 the way it started was like I was you know I had this tweet that went absolutely mad around the world and all I got a phone call saying you know we we want you to be the art teacher for homeschool hub which was the the educational content that rt were doing for kids and i just did that myself then all of a sudden um you know thanks to teaming up with a, a friend of mine and setting up a production company we had we had a couple of shows <laughs> and like i'll never forget um like i'd never even set foot in a film studio before and this was at the time when you know in ireland you weren't allowed to travel further than five kilometers from your house unless you were um in the medical industry or if you were on tv which was nuts so like i had like my piece of paper and i was like driving up to Arabmore studios uh which is one of the biggest film studios in ireland and mm. showing my piece of paper going you know i i'm working on this production or whatever it is and the guards would be laughing they'd be like yeah geez we need more tv off you go um and i I'd, I'd never been at a film studio before uh film, yeah in a film studio before i'd never seen a film set before. And all of a sudden I'm walking down to this big hangar and this sketch that I had handed in of the set was just there in front of me. And it was just crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, An amazing time. uh, Like, like the, the start of all of that and just this total new side of things for me. And I genuinely, you know, love doing it as much as I, as I am doing comics. And it's just, it's just opened up this whole new kind of avenue of, uh, of opportunity and experiences for me, and um, you know, I, I do love doing comics as well. And, and like the 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 thing for me now is to just find that nice balance or the best balance I can possibly find with with everything that I'm doing in comic books as well. So yeah,
0: it must have been for the the teenage version of yourself who was sneaking off to get comics, as you said, for contraband. It must have been just a, a huge. <laughs> pinch me moment, like can't believe this is happening. It
1: just, just, it just wasn't even something I ever thought would happen. Like the, yeah. the, 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 comics moment was get would have been getting the Marvel job and getting the Spider Man job, and that was something I always would have dreamed of. This one just came totally out of left field. And I was just honestly giggling away to myself, going, how, "How, has this happened?" <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, you know, I, I truly believe that it's important to have like, like, you know, uh, how to draw stuff. I don't have to create stuff or whatever it might be on tv we like i had loads of that when i was younger uh uh like in ireland there was um with we we don conroy in in the uk art attack was was the real big one uh, that i remember and these are massive massive shows and they just essentially disappeared um so mm-hmm. thankfully now they uh the pandemic just reminded um people literally all around the world that like kids love to draw um and it's back as big as it ever has been before so yeah
0: it's interesting you know you mentioned the pandemic and and the the homeschool hub and i think for me it was like a really big time where i think people were remembered had remembered not just drawing and and the pleasures of art but i think all creativity like how many people Mm. turned to netflix to watch tv shows or, or films or started reading more i think people do turn to stories and art in in really in really dark times did you did you feel the same because it was almost like this kind of collective um understanding of how much stories and art and entertainment and things like that really mean to us as a as a, a species of you know human beings i guess you know we we thrive and we find so much um happiness in, in these stories
1: yeah i remember thinking at the time that like some of the publishers um were like downscaling production on their books now there was loads of logistical problems and everything like that and in my head it was like this is crazy because there, there's historical precedent for it like you know and the great depression or whatever it was that was essentially the birth of cinema you know people didn't have a lot of money back then uh, but they that was what they went to do for that was their escapism um and th- like that's what people needed at that time you know they needed something to not watch the the flipping news and if you remember like you six o'clock you log in how many people died from COVID today or whatever it was like you know that was the reality of what was going on outside uh and that was the time that we needed like as you said like stories to to escape into as much as we possibly could um and the the companies that like you know made the most stories at that time were the ones that like really 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 grew and i i think that like you, this stuff has happened before and it, it will happen again you know it, it it will there'll be another reason why people will be stuck at home or you know we'll go through some other like crazy recession and stuff like that but the one thing that is always there with us is is telling stories um and it's it's such a integral thing for for us to to live in our heads in uh in the good way in the right way you know um in these kind of made of fantastical worlds
0: yeah and it it kind of goes back as well to i feel like when i was young like i'd hear things about like you know how important is you know artists? How important are our writers or musicians? Like you know it, it's just music, mm. it's just film. It's you know people would kind of trivialize it a bit. But I think times like that really do imi- remind us just how um, important um, those things are. And I think if we could kind of take anything positive from those times, it's it's just that. It's just to remember how how important culture really is to to, yeah. to all of our lives. Really, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's a question that I like to ask all my guests who come on um and it's, it's a very vague question you can answer however you want and the question is when you create who do you create for and i know in your case obviously you've deadlines to hit and you you've, you've, you've <laughs> companies to to appease but is there any other element to it do you have to to satisfy yourself in your work or i know when you're working on tv you're kind of inspiring a new generation do you kind of keep them in mind do you keep marvel fans of, uh, in your mind star wars fans like who's who's in your conscious when you're when you're working on the projects you're working on
1: yeah um yeah it's 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 definitely different th- different things but the one thing that I always kind of think of is like what what is the stuff that I would have loved as a kid um especially when it comes to the t v stuff like that's the whole idea behind storytellers what is the exact kind of show that I would have absolutely adored uh so not necessarily me now but what what i was um yeah what, what I would have loved as a kid, and that's kind of like there's a bit of a depend on the target audience like 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 there's certain stuff that I'm working on now. I'm trying to think, like, how would you how do you inspire kids nowadays? Like, you know, what's the best way to kind of to to get them into drawing, get them excited about drawing? Uh, Spider Man, then Star Wars. <laughs> it's probably um like it's just such a nostalgic excitement that like I, that's the time when it's like I'm having so much fun. And whatever else happens like that is a bonus, but I genuinely am while I'm doing it. Um, I'd love to just
0: just finish with you know I've I've spoken about how I how I love. Film, and I, I always love asking people this question. Do you have a favorite Marvel film? You can pick from the MCU or you can pick mm. from the, the, the wider universe. Is there, is there one um, that you particularly love?
1: Yeah, um, geez, like I, I've had lots of lovely moments watching Marvel movies with, I guess, the 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 growth of my own career. Um, like there's like like when I was younger, it was just the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Mm. And I think Spider-Man 2 is my my favorite one of all of them, just for the experience I had watching that movie. It was incredible. Uh, and that, yeah, and that that's why I loved No Way Home so much was that like remembering watching those Star Wars Spider-Man movies, going, geez, one day I would love to work on Spider-Man. This is my dream. I would go home and I draw Spider-Man pages. And then when that Spidey comes back in the the new, and it was a, it just it really hit me uh like he, he walked through the portal and i was like oh jesus i i did it you know all of those things that i really hoped back then so it was a nice kind of a bookend to that for me um uh the first avengers movie was right at the time when i was like geez i've been trying for ages to break into marvel and it's not working this has been going for years uh, and literally i watched that avengers movie and i was so inspired by it and just uh, i kind of went back and drew five more pages and those ended up being the pages that got me hired for marvel so that was a nice little moment as well so so yeah that combined yeah i think those movies can be
0: very very inspirational people you kind Mm. of talk about that magic moment and how the first avengers was that for you i definitely think like no way home and spider-man 2 i would agree are probably my favorites too yeah i think i think for a lot of people especially no way home there might be a a young child in the cinema who will see that movie and that'll spark an idea and you know that would be his in you know influential moment that he'll go off and do something, yeah.
1: like, something yeah, great exactly. there. So
0: yeah, yeah. never never underest- underestimate the importance of those movies. I think yeah, you know, they're 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 huge to our our culture. Yeah. Um. Will Sliney
1: thank you so 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 much. No worries. Thank you for having me. I'm Will Sliney and this has been Creatively Me. Big
0: big thanks to Will Sliney for joining me today. I think so much of what he said about creativity offering you the chance to play in the The sandbox of your childhood is so true and so important as always i'd absolutely love to hear your thoughts and your favorite bits of the episodes again the best way to contact me and to reach me is over on instagram at d.heefeemedia not only can you contact me there but i'll always be posting updates about the show and announcing guests over there so if you want to keep up to date with who's appearing and everything else make sure to follow me over on instagram I also want to take this time to say a huge thank you to everyone who gave me their support last week when the first two episodes dropped. It's been an absolute dream and I've been overwhelmed in a fantastic way with the response that the show has been met with, and long may it continue, so big, big thanks. If you want to hit the notification bell on the Spotify page, you can make sure that you never miss a new episode. For now, thanks a million for listening and for tuning
1: in to Creatively Me.